Hey y'all, my name is Briley Casanova and I'm a mental performance coach. I help athletes reach their full potential while working through mental challenges within their sport. For example, I help athletes learn how to perform better under pressure, whether that's learning how to see competition differently with mindset shifts or learning relaxation or energy management techniques. I also help with goal setting, leadership, maintaining focus and overcoming fear. My goal is to help others find their inner confidence and self-trust which hopefully leads to further success and joy in their sport. Let's get started with today's episode. So hi everyone, I know it's been a long time since you've either um, seen my face on YouTube or on Facebook or Instagram, um, or maybe it's been a while since you've heard my voice as well, just on the podcast, wherever you're listening right now. But um, I don't know, the past couple months have obviously been very busy for me, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have taken such a long amount of time off, but I had some classes related to my um, CMPC, um, my certification as a mental performance coach that I had to, you know, complete. So I appreciate y'all's, you know, patience with me and just working with me and dealing with me on that. I know that's not you not desirable or usually how podcasts work. I know people tend to like consistency, but I think this outlet and this platform for me is good because it's flexible and I can do it whenever I want to and I can schedule things however I would like. And, you know, I'm still trying to figure out my career and, you know, be efficient, be effective, um, try and make a living for myself. So again, I just want to, you know, start off this episode by saying thank you for being patient with me and for allowing me to grow and allowing me to, you know, focus on what I need to focus to be the best version of myself, not just for me, but for other people, um, including you. So I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way, disclaim that a little bit, but let's get into, you know, what I want to talk about today. Of course, you've already probably read the title of the video or of the podcast today, and I really wanted to talk about um, specific mistakes I made and lessons that I learned as an athlete. Um, I recently did a group session with my athletes um, with the company that I currently work for, and um, uh, we talked about, well, basically, I I talked about my um, a very basic rundown of my entire sports story. I kind of put myself in the hot seat and, you know, really wanted to share, um, you know, lessons I learned from the mistakes that I made as an athlete and maybe... I don't want to say like regrets or um, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily do things differently because I think I I learned a lot um, from those events and from those moments and just things that I did. Um, But I don't think that means that I I necessarily regret anything, but I did learn lessons, of course, and I wanted to, um, you know, share that with other people because I think I I've grown pretty, pretty well since those days. I know, you know, it hasn't been too long um, since my athletic career ended as a gymnast, but um, I do still think that there's value in, in reflection and looking back on, you know, things that happened in the past, no matter how far along, far long ago, um, those events may have taken place. So um, I guess just to, again, kind of just outline you guys briefly here, the first half of the episode, I wanted to, you know, specifically talk about just the mistakes that I made, and then I'll dedicate the second half to more of like the lessons that I learned from those mistakes, um, hopefully with a little bit more specificity. Um, and, you know, at least I, I don't have a time limit, I guess, with with this specific platform, because usually when I have my group, I'm under the the time limit of, you know, no, no longer than an hour. But hopefully, you know, I'm not I'm not thinking this episode will take that long, but who knows? I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of of insight as to kind of where my mindset is on this specific episode. And um, yeah, so let's go ahead and just jump into the first half here, of course. So starting with 
um, you know, the mistakes I made as an athlete. I hope, um, you know, I hope you guys listening can learn from my mistakes um, the easy way by, you know, avoiding them and not making them in the first place. But um, maybe just so you guys can also take away something positive from today, um, knowing that these mistakes won't, you know, they, they, they didn't hurt me in the long run too bad. So I know talking about mistakes for me, I guess specifically is, is very uncomfortable. Um, this stuff is, is, you know, I'm not going to go into like very specific details, obviously, but, um, you know, it's uncomfortable and it's hard and, and I don't enjoy, you know, talking about mistakes or like negative things or, you know, I'm just not usually a very confrontational person if you guys, um, I can't tell that already. But anyway, the first mistake, I guess, looking back that I made that I've, I've tried to improve and grow from is I really cared way too much about what other people thought of me. Um, whether that was teammates of my own or just people that I trained with, um, coaches, especially, um, even friends. I let my, I, I cared way too much even about what the, my friends close to me thought about me. Um, even judges that maybe I didn't even know, and, and other competitors. So just like my environment at large, if you will, um, I just really cared way too much about um, the people around me and what they thought about me, um, whether or not the things they thought of me were true or untrue. Um, I just think that th- it's, it's so unnecessary and, and so just, it can be really harmful and hurtful and, and almost crippling when you let other people kind of dictate how you feel about yourself. And I think that beyond me caring too much about what other people thought about me, just kind of the next step that I let happen, you know, and, and th- that's something I let happen. It's, this is all my responsibility. I'm not trying to blame other people here, but I let other people like control how I thought of myself. And I think that's really the kind of key takeaway from that specific mistake of caring too much about others and their thoughts about me. Um you know, sorry, I probably phrased that wrong. It's not, it's not, I cared too much about others. It's, I cared way too much about what they thought about me. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. I just hope that, that you guys don't, um, you know, make that same mistake I did because it really, it just haunted me for way too long. And I'm still, I do think that's maybe part of my personality too. I just, I do genuinely care about what others think about me. I don't think that's something that I'm necessarily going to permanently change or like completely get rid of or grow out of, but I can temper that and balance that more, right? So that's one of my goals every day is to just kind of monitor that and not let that have control over me. So that's the first mistake I wanted to talk about. The second one I wanted to talk about here is I really truly lacked confidence in myself and the way, especially the way I looked for so many years. Gosh, I mean, I think you guys already know if you've listened to previous episodes, I've mentioned it a couple times that body image really is something that I have... um, I used to struggle with so much, especially as an athlete. I think now, honestly, now that I've kind of um, been out of the sport for a while, I think I've definitely made much more improvement on that, Um, like that aspect of my life uh, as like, you know, just a full grown adult and a young lady or young woman. um, I think I've kind of learned a little bit, you know, more how to how to gain confidence in my own body and the way I look specifically. Um, but, but outside of just like the body image thing, I think generally I did have a lack of confidence in myself just for so long. And I think that ties in with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the first mistake I made was just caring way too much about what other people thought of me and letting their thoughts and opinions of me, you know, dictate how I felt about myself. And, and that resulted in that lack of confidence too. So those first mistakes, I think really strongly tie together, excuse me, um, 
Um, next mistake I made, I really hope you guys don't make this one either. I know this, this one's kind of common and, and easy to fall into, but I really tried so hard to be perfect all the time that I ended up having this, you know, paralysis by analysis, which, you know, I think that just stemmed from overthinking. And I think, again, that's probably more of like a personality trait that I do have. I just tend to be a really deep thinker, but it's not always used in the most effective or, or beneficial way. So just like the trying to be perfect all the time and, and in all aspects, you know, not just how I performed in the gym, it was, you know, school and my relationships. And, and I think some of that still, I, that sticks with me today a little bit too. So I know a lot of these things maybe while I have learned from them, I still have work to do and I have room to grow there too. So I want to make that very clear throughout this episode as well. I'm definitely not necessarily where I want to be yet with these things, but I've, you know, I have improved, I've gotten better, but um, I think that's another thing that's important to share when it comes to any mistake, you know, any mistake that that maybe you make listening or mistakes that other people make, um, you know, just not, don't be so hard on, on, on someone for like one thing they did wrong or, or one, one aspect of themselves that may be really difficult to change. So, um, again, just circle, circling back to, to this mistake here, you know, I really just, I overthought everything and I ended up really like not doing myself a favor, I guess, when it, when it came to, you know, maybe like my diet and nutrition, what, what I thought of myself, um, how I performed, um, my physical performance, you know, in practice and in training, um, you know, conditioning, physical therapy, all those things, like just really analyzing, everything way too much and and taking everything so personally I think I I really struggled with that too again circling back to the idea of like I really just cared way too much about what other people thought about me and I thought I could like almost read everybody's mind when it came to like their opinions on how I did things or who I was or you know just choices I made or something you know I think all of these mistakes maybe you kind of can make the connection as to like maybe a little bit more about my personality who I am and kind of how I, how I tend to do things. Um, and yeah, so, so next mistake that I made, again, very much similar to what I've already been talking about, but specifically, I let people control how I felt and what I thought about myself. So I know I, I, I've touched on that piece before, but I just want to make it really clear that, like, I didn't have to, you know, do that. And that was, I guess, something that, um, it, like, you know, it it was just like a habit for me. It it wasn't, it almost wasn't like a choice, you know, I just kind of ended up falling into that trap of like letting other people take up rent in my head, you know, taking up space in my thoughts and, and, and almost dictate my behaviors because of that too, which was just, it's so, uh, it was just so unnecessary for me, you know, and, and I guess, part of that might stem from, like, I do look to other people, like, for reference, you know, like, I do have specific people that, you know, I look up to, and I admire, and I want to be like, and there's nothing wrong with that, so I don't want to, you know, talk poorly about that either, because for me, at least, I'm the kind of person where if I have that, I, I can also perform better. I just think when it comes to these specific mistakes, I didn't make that part about me, like work for me, you know, I, one of my strengths or or things I actually like about myself, I made it become, you know, almost like a weakness or something that held me back. So that, that's just kind of, you know, something I had to work on back then. And it's still something I have to work on today, but I have, I think, gotten better about it. Um, just with, you know, reflection and, and journaling and just thinking about how I want to, you know, live my life 
um, beyond sports or beyond being an athlete. Um, I think that's something that, you know, everyone can maybe relate to, to, to some degree at least. And so the last couple of mistakes that I made here, um, you know, one thing, again, I think this might be pretty relatable and common for, for many athletes, unfortunately, um, is, you know, not speaking up early enough when I had pain, um, issues or challenges or just needed help with something in general. And I think, you know, not only did I do that as an athlete, you know, in the gym, um, but that also translated into school too. And I, I learned, I learned that, you know, um, almost too late or, or just, just much later when I really could have like turned that around, I think a little quickly, more quickly and earlier on in my career. So especially like specifically there, I remember there were specific injuries that I had that I really just let go on way too long before, either before I said anything or before I, I expressed like how, how severely the pain was, you know, I think, cause there comes a point where like your coaches know that you're hurting and you know that you're hurting, but it's like, I didn't speak up, speak up enough to say like, this isn't just soreness. Like I'm not just tired. Like there's something wrong. You know what I mean? Um, so hopefully that makes sense. I don't think I had an issue like expressing when I was like the initial like onset of pain, but it was just like that over time repetitive, um, you know, just letting too much time beyond that initial point go on. And, um, I could have avoided a lot of injuries. I think had I, been more diligent about that and been a better advocate for myself and not letting again like other people like tell either tell me how to feel or like you know not acknowledge my um pain or or just like minimize my pain um as well like on an emotional level with all of that um that was another mistake that I think is so preventable and doesn't need to be a career long struggle you know, so, so that's, that's something I, I really also think is important to talk about and share and learn from, um, when it comes to specific mistakes in my past. And then finally, the last mistake I wanted to particularly shed some light on is, um, you know, and, th- and this is really hard for me to say, because I think, again, it kind of stems from that, like, lack of confidence in myself, maybe, um, as an athlete, but I, I don't think I truly gave myself enough credit or, um, like, support, or just like self-kindness when I should have. So yeah, I don't think I gave myself enough credit for when I did things well or when I did succeed. I don't think I celebrated some of those victories enough to where like I truly felt like the fullest amount of joy I could extract from, um, you know, successful moments and successful times. So that's something I think is also not really talked about a lot as athletes, um, and also between coaches and athletes and maybe even parents and athletes too. Um, you know, it's important to celebrate victories and celebrate wins and celebrate not, not necessarily in the, um, the result form of the word of a win, but I mean like the, just having a really good day at practice or like even just surviving like a really tough practice when you're not feeling your best. Um, I think, you know, emphasizing and acknowledging when you have done something that, um, you know, just achieving a goal, or like I said, just like getting through a really tough practice, those count as like giving yourself a pat on the back when, um, when you deserve it, you know? So I don't think I did that to myself enough. And I think, I don't know if that came before the lack of confidence or if the lack of confidence, like didn't allow me to do that. Um, 
I haven't really thought about that. I guess I just, I don't know, I guess, which one came first. But either way, not that I don't think it really matters now at this point. But the fact that I just wasn't, I didn't, like, yeah, like, I just didn't give myself enough credit, you know, where, like, I I I should have and I could have and I deserved to. Um, really looking back and I, and I don't, I don't, it's uncomfortable for me, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about this because I'm, you know, I don't want to come off as, like, arrogant or entitled or whatever. That's obviously, I think you guys, if you know me personally or if you've listened to me enough, I hope you guys know that that's not the place that I'm coming from. But um, I guess my point is, is like you deserve that same, you know, sentiment of giving, give yourself credit when you do things well, or even if you maybe don't do things super well, but like the circumstances that were you know, lined up against you almost or not not suited for you and you managed to work through it or, or get through it, um, that's an equal important an equally important example of when to give yourself that credit. So hopefully all of those mistakes gave you a little bit more insight into things that I didn't necessarily do well and, and could improve on. But before we get into the lessons, for today um, related to those mistakes, I want to take a, just a quick break um, to shout out today's sponsor. All right, so thank you again to our sponsors today. Um, now let's transition a little bit into the lessons that I learned. And, and I think with all of these lessons, I'll try and breeze through these a little bit more quickly because um, as I'm looking back on my notes here, like the the number of lessons I learned definitely outweigh the number of mistakes that I made. So hopefully this is a little bit easier to, to talk through so we're not here for too, too long. But starting with the first lesson that I learned, um, and even still, gosh, this is like so hard for me to like say out loud, but I think this is this is a good this is a good practice for me and a good challenge. So <laughs> um the first lesson that I learned from looking back at my career was I'm my best advocate. I'm my own best advocate. Um, and, and at the end of the day, my confidence is really, it's up to me and no one else. So um, again, that's another point that I want to bring up in this podcast is this, this isn't meant for me to be pointing the fingers at anybody else. These mistakes and these lessons truly, I, I made them all on my own and I learned them all on my own. Um, th- I guess maybe that's me giving myself a little bit of credit where <laughs> where it's due I don't know but um I'm not here to like point the finger or place blame on you know my environment or the people around me like this was all me I I let those mistakes happen and I you know this isn't me trying to take accountability for that I want to be held accountable to myself you know this isn't again this is no reflection on anybody else or for anybody else I this is just me trying to you know grow individually but also share what I know with you so Again, that first lesson, I'm my own best advocate and my confidence is up to me and no one else. And I hope you guys um, take that away as well and can implement that in your own athletic career or your own life for your own benefit too. So the next lesson that I learned um, was my gymnastics career doesn't define me. Um, I have more to offer than my sport. And I didn't used to always believe that about myself. And again, maybe that ties into like the confidence thing but at the same time like I did know I was always good at gymnastics and I knew I had an aptitude for it I knew I was kind of built for it like I can't imagine myself doing any other sport really maybe other than like dance or gosh maybe cheerleading I don't even know but um so so I knew that like I guess a little bit of context there I did know that during my career 
Um, but I never really thought much of myself having strengths beyond that, I guess. Maybe that's the point I'm trying to make with this lesson. Um, and, and, and it took me like, it took me getting my injury my senior year of college to actually, I think, preemptively like resolve that and figure that out a little bit ahead of time. So right before, you know, I had this career ending injury, um, I was like forced to figure out, well, like, okay, next, what else can I do? What else am I good at? Um, what can I do for my future, you know, um, academically and, and even physically, what else can, what else can I do? You know, what can I do? I think that's a really important question that I, I, I still need to check in with myself on, but, and that's something that I tell my athletes all the time, um, whether it's one-on-one or in groups, um, asking yourself the question, well, what can you do? And that can, I know that's really broad in general, but you can apply that to, to anything, right? Um, so I guess in this, in this case of like my identity being really closely tied to gymnastics for, for a while, but learning that I'm much more than just a gymnast, like, you know, I have more to offer. I have more strengths. I have more capabilities and talents and abilities beyond just being good at flipping and twisting and whatever, you know, um, that, that was a lesson that I had, I was forced to learn. Right. And I hope that instead of maybe you or whoever else listening, instead of you being like almost forced to learn it in some way, I hope you know that right now about yourself. Like, come up with a list of things that you're good at, compliments you've received, keep track of that, you know, um, how have you served other people, you know, those are just a couple of questions that are good examples on, um, you know, how to, how to not be so caught up in your maybe identity as just an athlete, right, um, everybody has the potential to be an athlete, but not everybody has the potential to be you, right, so, so that's an important lesson that I learned is my gymnastics career is not, it doesn't define me. It's not all of who I am. It's just a part of me. Um, but I also have more to offer than just what I can do in my sport. So the third lesson that I have to share with y'all today is, again, uh, it's like, so I don't know why it's so uncomfortable. I need to get over this. <laughs> I don't know why it's so weird to like, I just feel weird talking about myself. Maybe that's why, but um I'm more smart, capable, and resilient than I give myself credit for. So again, like back to the, I guess the credit thing, I guess I, I'm still working on it, but I have improved. I think the fact that I can comfortably somewhat say like, I know I'm smart. I know I have a bright future ahead of me. Again, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely closer than had you asked me maybe like my senior year of college. Um, so that's me giving myself a little bit of credit today. Um, I do feel good about saying that and, um, I'll just leave that one there. I'll just leave that one at that. But basically I hope you guys know that you are more smart, capable and resilient than maybe you give yourself credit for. So if you need to hear it from someone else, you're hearing it from me. This is your sign, um, to, to, from the universe telling you that you, you have, you have more to offer. You have talents, you have strengths. It's just, you need to maybe work on identifying those and, and making the most out of them, okay? So next lesson that I want to share with y'all is treating your teammates and coaches well is immensely important. And I'm so glad that I, I can look back and say that I did the best that I could with that. And I have maintained, you know, very specific relationships with, with people that either I trained with or competed with. Um, and, and I still consider 
you know, all of my coaches' family. I think I'm, I know I'm very lucky to be able to say that because I know not everybody has that type of relationship with their coaches, but, but especially now, you know, of course there's no perfect athlete coach relationship, but, um, and mine, you know, I'm not saying I necessarily was perfect either, of course. So don't, don't take that away. But I think basically just, just, um, maintaining a relationship with your teammates, competitors, um, you know, training partners, whatever you want to call it, and your coaches is, it is important and it means a lot. And again, I'm really lucky to be able to say that, that I still, you know, I still talk to my coaches, um, from, you know, my career and I'm just so grateful and lucky, um, to have that and to have done that in the past, but it also took a lot of work and it's an active choice, um, to make. So I hope that no matter how close you are with your coaches and teammates, treating them well regardless is still important because you will be able to look back and say, like, at least you did what you could. At least you um, were kind, respectful, um, and willing to, you know, remain as close as you can and, and work well together and just get along. Sometimes just getting along is, is all you need, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, a really tight, close bond. It's just sometimes you just need to get along with people. And if you can do that, I think that's enough. And that's considered a win. You don't, again, you don't have to necessarily feel the way I do about, you know, my former teammates and coaches, but, you know, at least if you can say that you were a good teammate and a good athlete and you, you respect the people that you trained with and trained under, um, I think that's just really important and that will stay with you the rest of your life. So that's another lesson I learned. Um, and then just briefly, I wanted to touch on this. There's not really much to this next lesson, but, but winning and competing is fun. Like I, I trained for the competition, right? Like I lived to compete. I genuinely practice was not usually my favorite thing. I didn't like genuinely look forward to practice, but what I looked forward to was the competition and and the meets and the, you know, doing the routine when it mattered the most, right? Um, and in the winning, like of course I wanted to win. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to do the best, or at least do my best. You know, um, I think that I don't know. I don't really have much I think else to say other than that. But like winning and competing was so fun, and I really found I I was lucky to always kind of have that that joy for competition you know again like practice was just really not my strength it was not my favorite but I was willing to do it enough to live for just the five or six or ten meets we had every year you know whether that was in club and in college I I always had that which I'm really lucky that I had so that's another lesson that I I really took away and I'm lucky to have had known for I think the majority of my career, you know, so I hope that you guys find that same joy and that same uh, desire to, to win and compete, but also like have fun, you know what I mean? So that's another lesson that I took away. Um, and then the next one was looking back, I really made the most of every situation handed to me and, and I don't regret anything. I really don't. I think, I think I've said this before, like, I would do everything that I did and I would relive every experience if given the opportunity. I would do it all again. I wouldn't, I don't think I would change anything. I mean, I kind of go back and forth on maybe if I would change it, but 
No, no, I really don't. I really don't think so. I, yeah, I really think I, I just did the best I could with what I had, you know, maybe, you know, of course, looking back from now, like years down the line, as I've gotten older, and as I've thought more about it and reflected, it's easy to say that I would maybe change something. So I don't, I don't want I don't want to say that. I really think even knowing what I know now, I would do things again the same way. So I think that's pretty powerful, you know. Um and maybe I'll just leave that one there too. I cuz I think that's pretty general. I don't want to, you know, dig too deep on that. But but really I just made the most of every situation handed to me and I and I I used what I had control over at the time and, and just did what I needed to do. And I think that benefited me and, and that's all we can do. Right. So I guess I really shouldn't be too hard on myself, um, beyond that. So I'm just going to leave that one there and just, you know, a couple, a couple more lessons I want to share with you guys and, and we'll go ahead and close out. So thanks for, thanks for sticking with me through this, you guys. But finally, last couple lessons I learned here are the struggles are worth it. Every single struggle I went through and even the things that I still deal with today, I guess, you know, just mentally like re, you know, rethinking about things and and reflecting, that's probably a better word, just reflecting on everything that I've experienced in gymnastics, um, truly the struggles are worth it. Like I said, that, that ties to the last lesson, you know, of I don't regret anything. Um, everything I went through, it was absolutely worth, worth it, like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. I wouldn't be doing this podcast had all of the decisions and choices I made um been different cuz they probably would have led me somewhere else, right? But I think truly if I'm being honest with with you and myself, like the struggles were worth it. As much as like I it's 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 not a comfortable feeling or a comfortable thought. Um you know, that's I think that's just the truth. The struggles are worth it and I hope um I hope you guys feel the same way too. So let's finish with my last lesson that I learned. And, you know, of course, I really didn't, I don't think I didn't see this at the time, but it's become more and more clear to me now, um, more, maybe more obvious or more evident now more than ever, but I really had it good. Like I was, I think I was lucky maybe to some degree, um, I know I'm very blessed and I've been blessed by, you know, God for my, I think my genuine talent that I had for gymnastics, but I also know the value of hard work. So I don't think either one of those things diminishes each other at all, but I guess my point is, is I had it good and I, I had it, you know, good on both ends and I know not everybody has that. So I I guess I don't know how to say that with without like I know that's really general again that's just kind of a general lesson but I do think it it it's so applicable to when I take time to look back on every athletic experience I had I know even when I was feeling my worst or thought I was at my rock bottom or thought I was at my worst I still had it really good so I'm just so genuinely appreciative and grateful for everything that I went through and I hope, you know, my my message with that for you, no matter, you know, what you feel right now listening or in the future or the way you felt in the past, 
just try to look for some gratitude no matter what. I think just the power of gratitude and the importance of gratitude, it's so strong. And it, and it completely changed the way I competed because I think when I had most identified how grateful I was, was because of um, Greg Harden. Um, if you can look him up, he's a, a Michigan man. Um, he was my, one of my, you know, mentors and people that I talked to, um, during my collegiate career. And he, he was the one that really taught me the value of gratitude and being grateful and and writing down, you know, what you're most grateful for every day. Looking back that, that skill and that tool that he gave me has been so invaluable. And that's, that truly changed my life. And I didn't see the effects of that necessarily early on, um, but now more than ever, I've maintained that as a practice in my life. You know, I try every day to write down what I'm grateful for. And that it's just genuinely been the most life-changing, positive thing I've ever done. And that's a lesson that I, I want to share with other people. Because if someone else out there can feel even an ounce close to the way that I feel, um, I hope that that makes a really good, strong, powerful, positive impact in someone's life. I just think that that's so important and I know that's totally like an opinion thing um, and an experiential anecdotal thing, but um, I just can't not talk about lessons I've learned and not mention gratitude, you know, and practicing it and choosing it because it is, um, it is a choice. I do think everybody, you know, we all have something to be grateful for always, even just one thing. If you can find one thing that you can hang on to, um, that's better than not nothing or, or zero things, right? So let's close this episode out there. Um, I want to, you know, you guys, thank you so much. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Please check out my social media platforms. You can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Casanova for exclusive updates and the chance to give me feedback um, for future episodes. And you can also do the same thing if you would like on my Instagram at mental coach Briley. You can also find me on Twitter at mental coach Bry. And I have a Facebook page. It's just fb.me slash mental coach Briley. That's my public Facebook page, um, available to you. Um, and also if you prefer a more private platform, you can also email me and ask me about a free consultation if you want to work with me. Um, my email address is just briley at completeperformancecoaching.com. And you can also Venmo me if you feel the need, um, or desire to donate to this podcast to support me and this platform. My Venmo is just briley Casanova and you can also PayPal me. Again, you don't have to feel um, obligated, but if you feel inclined to donate, my PayPal is paypal.me slash Casanova. Um, feel free to reach out with questions and feedback you have as well for me via any of those channels. Um, your input is valuable and important to me, so please help contribute to my growth and knowledge. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in my next episode. Also, side note, if you are a business owner looking for promotional or marketing opportunities for your business, um, please email me um, and type sponsorship inquiry in the subject line so you can sponsor future pep talks. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.